Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Father, we thank you for all that you are doing. Yes. Thank you for your mighty power. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. All of you who have joined us, you are blessed and you are welcome to a powerful time in the house of the Lord. Your house is the house of the Lord. Um, we have become like the Chinese church, the underground church, which has not been able to meet physically for many years, but exist very powerfully underground. So I believe that we are existing and we are going to continue existing. And I and it is, it is now that your Christianity is to be tested. Because for some people, Christianity is only a matter of going to a church building to go and worship there. And that is where Christianity begins and ends. But Christianity is a way of life. And so, coming to this place where there's no building to go to. All church buildings are empty. We cannot use our church building because we are not allowed to. And I wouldn't encourage it even because it's not safe to do so now. But Christianity now moves out of the church building into your daily life and you are forced to be a Christian in uh, everywhere else apart from church. (laughs) This is one of the reasons why people are shocked when they get married. Because the person they fell in love with they met the person in church. And they knew the person in the church setting. And in the church setting, the person was very cheerful. The person was very active. The person was flowing, eager. The person was in the choir. The person had been taught to smile. But when they moved out of the church setting into the house, And they found a different human being altogether. And then they began to fall out of love. After they had fallen in love. So this is a good opportunity for us. And I want us to pray at this time for a short while. We are going to pray together. 
for everyone who's watching. We are praying in the name of Jesus. This topic is we are praying for God, amen, Amen. to give us water in the desert. Isaiah 48 and verse 21. Water in the desert. There's a desert. All aeroplanes are packed. Shops are closed. Businesses are closed. Churches are closed. Soccer is closed. Universities are closed. Schools are closed. Markets are closing. And a desert is being created. A desert means there's nothing at all. When you walk through the desert, you have only sand. So as the desert is being created all around us, symbolically, but in reality, we want God to give us water in the desert. Whatever represents water in your life, God is going to give it to you. It will be good for you during this desert season. Isaiah 48 and verse 21, it says, And they thirsted not when he led them through the deserts. So when they were going through the deserts, they were not thirsty. Imagine that. Even when you are not in the desert, you are in, in the normal savanna or jungle, You feel thirsty. Now these people were in the desert and they were never thirsty. Two million of them. Wow. He caused waters to flow out of the rock. The most unexpected sources of water were opened up to these people. Rocks began To yield water. I don't know about you. But I don't normally see water coming out of rocks. Yes. Water comes out of a tap. (laughs) But in this case. There were no taps. No pipes. No plumbing. But water was coming. This is going to be your experience. The prophecy you believe. Is the one you are going to experience. And then he clave the rock. Also. He clave. That means that he divided the rock. He, he, he sort of cut it. He cut the rock. And waters gushed out. Gushing waters are coming. In your direction. Wherever you are. In the world. Watching. You are going to experience gushing waters. Instead of becoming poorer in this season, you are going to become richer. Instead of this becoming a tragedy for you, it's going to be a source of miracle for you. China is experiencing an economic boom now. They are Manufacturing has gone back to the top. They are making ventilators for the rest of the world. And going into production of everything that 
the rest of the world has stopped doing. And um, I don't know. People have all sorts of theories. But the point I'm making is that you know, every problem brings a blessing to some people. Let's say manufacturers of mosquito nets. You know, they are very happy that they are mosquitoes. Because they have it gives them work to do. And those who make mosquito spray, they're very happy. And those who make coffins, they are praying for people to die. The more people die, the more business they have. Whatever bad thing is happening is going to turn out for your good. According to the word of the Lord. Let us stand and pray that waters will begin to flow out of the deserts. Yes. Through the rocks. Tora <laughs> Reko zandelie shonda baka paradia Livra dizo rabasanderebo chambelegelia Ratombelegiza ramanda Indeno palaseke die tomalianda Rendevene kestopa Iderede sora Mandele vizombra pariende kechilo paliende Lemanuso paladiga sotalia Lembedelo sada jego baka talilege Lendo zambide kostantaliando Ombarana kasantalama Lambele listo radie kesalie Enterene mison paranimiando Onjene kezara kitolomo sandaba katalalia Le radadie zorabalia Madani no sambre kestolalinge Ejerie zoza Ejerie zozalia Ejelie zozari ande Ejelie zozari abala sondaba kataliandaba Ande venesora patoriende bechendoba Ingele zonda paliendo No serika sopari ande Le rinamo istoradieto zakane Enjete zemo Bembele klisme Mendele lilambo Osataliade Maradie sondaba Enjere kresto lamaya Le valaduse paradiga soradaga Ajede zozamine Enjedo lamazanda Rasota kaparadia Rasota kaparadia endozale Rasota taradia zeneria Rabasanda lababa Rakatola lamasanda ba Ikarobaba Le rosatolele Enjere kosandaba Le kadosa taka paradia andaba Rizosa zavari akasandaba Enjere nemo Le vamana kasandaba Sandaba, <laughs> 
Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Your power, Maya, your power. will open up rivers in the desert. Your power will open up the rocks, 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 and where the sun is shining in the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes, Lord. There's no rain. There's no work. There's no help. My God, my God. Thank you for sending waters to your children. Everywhere in the world, Lord. Everywhere, Lord. Those who cannot sell, send waters. Those who cannot work, Lord. Whatever, Lord. Lord. Oh God, in a time of dryness. concerning impossible doors. Whatever represents an impossible door that cannot be opened is going to open. You know, Paul said, a great door and effectual is open unto me. And now, it looks like doors are closed. Door, a door speaks of an opportunity, a chance to do something. And so today, in your life, I don't know who you are, it may seem that there are impossible doors. The door to this, the chance to do this, the chance to be here, the chance to go there, the chance to do this, the chance to do so many things seems to have been closed. And ended. But in Revelation chapter 3. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia. Write. These things saith. He that is holy. And he that is true. And he that has the keys. Of David. He that openeth. 
and no man shutteth and shutteth and no man openeth. Now, Jesus is introducing himself as the one who opens and nobody can close it. So whatever represents an impossible door, like it can't happen. Satan seems to say, you will not, you, you, you will not do this again. You not go there again. You not get a chance again. I've closed that in your life. It's over. You are finished. You are not finished till God says you are finished. And we are not finished unless God says you are finished. So whatever represents an impossible door is being forced open today. You know, there's one of the promises of prayer that is a little different from all the others. This one, you can see that all all, all the time Jesus said, you know, what you ask the Father, I, he will give it to you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name? Ask. And he will do it. So praying to the Father. But there's one that he says, he personally will do. (laughs) Not the Father. Yes, he Jesus. Shall I, shall I show you that one? Yeah. In John 14, verse 13. Whatsoever you ask, shall ask in my name. That will I do. It's Jesus. I, I will do it. Yes. That the Father may be glorious. So it's not that he's forgotten about the Father. The Father is around. The Father will get the glory. But he will do. So that word ask, Kenneth Hagin said, it's, it's a word which means like to demand. What you demand should be done. Then verse 14. It says, And if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. So, when he introduces himself as the one who opens and no one can shut, and the one who shuts and no one can open, that's Jesus. I have the keys. He's showing you that he's very powerful and that he does wild things. You know, he has packed aeroplanes. Can you believe it? Only birds are flying. Birds are flying. Nuclear weapons have lost their power. We can't use it. Aircraft carriers have no use. China has many. Japan has many aircraft carriers. I mean, during the Second World War, Japan and America fought in the ocean with aircraft carriers. It's a big thing to have an aircraft carrier. There were 5,000 people on board. Yes, with planes and so many things. They fought and Japan had many. America too had many. You, you, can't, you see, if you put one virus on a ship now, the whole ship will empty. <laughs> hey! So, God is the one that opens and no man shutteth and shutteth and no man. Maybe before this corona season came, certain things seem to have shut down for you. But I'm here to join you in prayer. With you in prayer. Say that. Jesus who has the key of David. Is reopening 
impossible doors in your life. Let's all stand wherever you are in your house. Begin prayer. Mantalbo Sakambo Shamande Whatsoever you ask in my name, I will do it. Whatever seems a closed door, a closed door, a closed door. Jesus, 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 Whatever seems to be over, Father, we lift our hands to you. Everywhere we say, Lord Jesus, open the door for us to preach again. Open the door for us to travel again. Open the door for us to build your church again. Open the door for us to prosper again. One more time. Open the door for us to flourish, Lord. Open the door for us to do your will. Open the door for us to get married, Lord. Open the door for us to move on in our lives. Malota Ramande. Menta Kalola. Lanosis de Lemona. Malonde Timbala in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. How many believe that the impossible doors? Yes, I impossible, believe. You yes, know? Yes. You said to yourself, it's over. But God is saying, I am open. I am the one that all right, opens. All right, all right. And no one can shut. Amen. Take your seat for a moment. Hallelujah. The prayer topics are very weighty, so you need to sit down to hear them. Now, we are praying. The next topic is that God should open new realms instead of shutting us down. He should open to us new realms of glory. Glory is beauty. Whatever represents glory in your life. What, what makes you nice? I don't know what makes you nice. But for me, I think what makes me nice is God. Do you see? Because I've noticed that people are not interested in me because I'm a gun. <laughs> yes. 
or because I'm a doctor or my, my name is Heward Mills. It doesn't seem to interest people. When I say I'm a doctor, they don't even care. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But it seems to be the God part. Uh, Jesus, the Bible says, Christ in you is the hope of glory. So, this year, Corona or no Corona, new realms of glory, beauty, what makes you nice, are going to open up. Whatever realm of glory you have been in up till now, you're going to be in a higher realm of glory. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We all, with an open face. You see, when you are open, you are open to the glory as well. Beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed. You see, you are changed when you are open. When you are closed and secretive and full of mysteries, you don't change and you don't improve. But he says, we are changed into the same image from glory to glory. Even by us, by the Spirit of the Lord. So you are changed from glory to glory. So your, your future is beauty to beauty to beauty to beauty. Glory, doxa, doxa. The niceness of God will be on your life. And this coming, this year, you're going to be nicer than you were last year. Yes. There's nothing like going down in God's house. It's always going further, higher. Because ultimately, you are declared the winner of the war. If you have a chance to read the story of your life, I would have liked to take you, you know, there's a page, the last page, and it comes to, there's a page, they write the end. If you look at that last page before they write then you'll see that you won. Yes, you'll see that you won. If you read that last page, you see that. In the middle somewhere, you may see some chapters where it's not looking good at all. But if you can go to the last part and see where they've written the end, you'll see that at the end there you won. This is your eternal story and the eternal destiny of God's people. Thanks be to God which always gives us the victory. Let's stand up and pray, Lord, whatever glory to glory you have declared for my life. Yes, Lord. Give me new realms, give of, me beauty new realms of beauty and glory, and glory. In, 2020. in 2020. Corona or no Corona. Lord, <laughs> 
New realms of glory. 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 Lay your hands on your head right now. New realms of glory. New realms of glory. New realms of glory. New realms of glory. We are being changed by the Spirit of God to a higher level of glory. Father, I pray for the whole church watching everywhere. Your pastors, your leaders, your Christians in every country, Manala in the city of Accra. Lord, new realms of glory. We are not dying. We are not decreasing. We are not going down. We are not changing into an ugly form, into a nasty form, into a deformed Lord, but we are increasing from glory to glory. Thank you. Whatever Satan desires to destroy us with will not succeed in the name of Jesus Christ. Your power, your power, Amen. Amen. You may be seated for a moment. Hallelujah. Every concern of your life is going to turn around. Expect a change. When I say turn around, I'm talking about 180 degrees. Is that the right thing? If I turn this way, is it 180? That's it. You are going to turn around one. If it's 360, you come back to the same place. And I don't want you to come back to the same place. Psalm 126. It says, when the Lord turned again the captivity, and I believe he turned it 180 degrees. He didn't turn it 360. He turned it 180 degrees. We were like them that dream. Expect some dreams to come true. You know, there are many things. When, whenever we talk about a dream, we talk about something we can't imagine. 
like also impossible. Do you have anything that looks impossible for you? I have. I can mention seven impossible things that look so far from me that I, I wish and I imagine but they are so distant and they look so impossible. I can mention seven. Oh yes. Oh yes. You know, if you are on this earth, you get it. <laughs> if you are part of humanity, you will always be see that you are at a place where there is a dream. And say, Lord, if only you give me this dream. Yeah, there's, there's nothing like a person without a dream. That's why we all dream. No matter where you are, no matter who you are, there are dreams. Yes. So I don't know what dreams you, you have. But you see, sometimes you are facing here and your dream is 180 degrees this way. Even the direction you are going, it, it is away from the dream. So, today we are going to call on the turn around power. Yes. Turn around power of God. He said, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like dreamers. I remember one brother who got married and he said, every moment I was asking myself two things. One, whether I'm sinning. He was afraid that he was sinning. He was doing something wrong. And number two, whether he was dreaming. Because all his life he has known what is a sin. But now, you are told in the afternoon that it's not a sin. Shakato Sabaya. Listen, I feel a turn around power. And you must believe in the prophetic word. Amen. Do you believe the prophetic word? Isaiah 44, verse 26. It says, The Lord that confirmeth the word of his servants. Yes, he's going to confirm the word of his servants. And performeth the counsel of his messenger. There are times that I will say things to you. God will do what I say. Because I am his servant. Not even that it is his will. Or that he is even saying it. But he performs the counsel of his messengers. Yeah. And that saith to Jerusalem. Thou shalt be inhabited. And to the cities of Judah. You shall be built. He was telling the cities that you shall be built. <laughs> and I will raise up the decayed places thereof. Wow. God is saying, you see, somebody who confirms, that's why I want you to believe. The prophecy you believe in this first part of this service is you will experience it. I say it's a turn around 180 degrees towards your dream. I want everybody to take out your phone or I don't know what you have or if you can make a note of three dreams of your life. Three dreams. No, Don't worry about how fantastic. If you don't believe me, just keep on watching without believing. But I just want you to believe in three dreams. I don't know what dreams you have. Impossible doors are opening today. 
Dreams are coming to pass. Turn around. Impossible doors. New realms of beauty and glory are coming to your life. And finally, the Lord is confirming the word of his servant. And I believe that God will confirm this word. Everyone watching that are joining at this prayer time. Machitosa andala makota balendere makabala. Lasatake ola amando zambaramandalaba. Thou shall be inhabited. That says the Lord to Jerusalem. Thou shall be inhabited. And to the cities of Judah. You shall be built. Ah. It's too fantastic. If God is talking to the city. And telling that you will be built. What will you say again? You will be built. God spoke to Emirates and said you shall be packed. And they are packed. Yes. Practically. Yes. It's told British Airways, you shall be packed. And they are packed. It's fantastic. Across the world. Yes. So, a turnaround is coming in your life practically. And everyone watching, this is the last part of this prayer. We are, we are going to experience a complete turnaround. This corona is turning around. It's going to start decreasing. And it's going to start ending. And your life is going to start turning around. God is turning things around. Turning things around. Lift your hand and call on the almighty God. You shall be like a dreamer. Lesto Lagres, <laughs> 
you shall be built, you shall be inhabited, it shall come to pass. Madokala, I turn around, I turn around. We were like them that dreamed, we were like them that dreamed, we were like them that dreamed. So shall be your story. You shall be like one that dreamed. Receive your dream, receive your imagination. May your dreams come to pass. Your imaginations, your dreams spiritually, your dreams financially, your dreams maritally, your dreams with your relationships, your dreams in this life, your dreams of your destiny, your dreams of your purpose, your dreams for this life, or your dreams for heaven, your dreams for what God has promised you. Your dreams for what God has told you. Your dreams for mercy. Your dreams for this life. Malon palika sama. Maleta masanamirade. Mimoti masanto matapalale. Le mata melasindo la shanda balala. Lombande rimanda la manda. He malabraka. He malabraka. He malabraka. Ambel belino lade. O malandali malendele berebekete. O le malandele baramadale. Hallelujah. Listen. Yes. I want to prophesy to you. Prophesy. You shall be inhabited. Amen. What you know? What seemed desolate? God says it to be filled again. To be filled again. And. I want to prophesy to the cities of Judah, whatever it represents in your life, you shall be built. You shall be built. You will not be destroyed. You will not be flattened. You will not be cancelled. You shall be built. According to the word of the Lord. Lift your hand and thank God. Oh God. For he has done great things. You've done great things. He Lord. has done great things. He has done great things. Mantal Masoka Ramaka. Chiste Castonji Mantalandom Sentekebara. La Rambe Zoma. Oh God, 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 oh this corona situation. Turn around our lives, Lord. 
Bring us one by one, Lord. Open impossible doors for us, Lord. Pick us out one by one. Take us from glory to glory. Pick us out, O Lord, one by one. And speak to our empty cities, Lord. And say, Thou shalt be inhabited. Speak to our lives, Lord, that are destroyed, Lord. Our lives that are down and low. And we hear the words, Lord. Thou shalt be built. Thou shalt be built. Oh God, that confirmed the word of his servant. Oh God, that confirmed the counsel of his messenger. That performed the counsel of your messenger. Let it come to pass practically. All under the sound of my voice. From north to south and east and west. Let power flow power. Flow into the lives of your people. Power, mighty power. We call upon you, Lord. God who can turn upon our captivity and turn us into people as though we are dreaming, Lord. Thank you for dreams coming to pass. I see one dream coming to pass. I see a second dream. I see a third dream. The impossible. I can turn into the possible. The far away has been brought near. That would look impossible. Be brought near to us, Lord. Your hand and your mighty power has prevailed for your children all over the world, Lord. Under the sound of my voice, mercy from heaven. Angels, Lord, to intervene, Lord, in our lives, Lord. Save everyone, O God, by your mighty power. Tell around our captivity. Oh, we thought we'd never travel again. We thought we'd never preach again. We thought we'd never do your work again. We thought it was over, Lord. But we thank you for meeting, Lord. We thank you for help from above. Thank you for giving us one more chance, Lord, to serve you, to do your will. We pray we lift our holy hands. And we thank you that you turn around our captivity. We believe you are real. We believe you are real. And we thank you. My God. That you are real. My God. There's no man Jesus. that has any value or importance Jesus. before you. Jesus. We thank you yes. that you hear our prayers. Even though we are less than nothing. Forgive us for our trespasses. Forgive us, Lord. Our multitude of sins. Show us mercy. We ask for a washing by the blood of the Lamb that takes away the sins of the world. We thank you for total healing. Miracle in our lives. We thank you, dear Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Are you blessed to be in the house of God? Like prophet said, your house is the house of God. And where you are is where God is. Amen. Amen. And we've come to the best part of the service. Uh, planes have parked and they are not flying, but the word of God is still flying. And the Bible says God sends his word and heals every disease. And so no matter what circumstance we find ourselves in, the word of God has a blessing and an impartation for us. Can I have an amen? amen. So stand to your feet as we get ready for the word of God. I believe wherever you are in your kitchen, in your house, in your bedroom, on your phone, on your iPad, on your laptop, we're about to sing this prophetic song that declares that nothing is impossible for God, that God can do anything, that the door that God has opened, no man can shut, and the one he has shut, no one can open. Lift your voice, lift your hands, and let's sing, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. 
Hallelujah. Father, I thank you that everyone listening to me today is going to experience an astounding total victory over the works of the devil in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for your blessing today. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. You may be seated in your house wherever you are watching. Call your friend. Tell him we are live and it's time for the word that is changing our lives. Now today I want to begin a new important series on the serpent seed. The serpent's seed. Now it is in line with Romans twelve twenty one, which says, Be not overcome with evil of evil, but overcome evil with good. Alright? We must not be overcome by evil, but we must overcome evil. Now, there is a lot of evil in the world. And it is important that you and I believe in the fact that there is evil and overcome it. Amen. Amen. Now, what is the serpent seed? I want to just tell you one thing before I, I get on. You know, some people came up with a doctrine some years ago that when the serpent came to the garden and met with Eve. He had sex with her and uh, and gave birth to uh, a child. And that child was Cain. I think that was Cain. So there was Abel and Cain. And so that Cain was an evil child because he was the other serpent seed. Something like that. I don't know what the story is, but something to the fact that there were two children. One was evil and one was good. And this one had the serpent seed, spam. So he turned into a bad child and became a murderer of his brother. And that all bad people come from that line. (laughs) And all good people come from the other line. All right. So, This is what some people think. But um, I want to show you the concept of the serpent seed. That the serpent had a seed. It's real. And uh, it's a real thing. All right. Now let's look at Genesis chapter 3. Verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Be wary of people who use a lot of words and especially big words. And be careful of people who when they speak, you don't understand exactly what they said. They are full of deception. The the devil, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. These are serpentine features. If a snake, you never know. 
All right, you'll never know. So, now, and he said to the woman, Yea, has God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. All right? Verse 2. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Don't eat it. Don't, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Now, God had not said they should not touch it, but she was adding. You know, when you add things that God hasn't said, you create difficulties because you sometimes make things harder than God intends things to be. Yes. And then it, you have some rules that you've created that cannot be kept by anybody. Like Jesus said, they, they make things difficult. They themselves don't keep those rules, the Pharisees. All right. So she added to the law. She said, God said, you shall not eat and neither shall you touch it lest you die, which God had not said. All right. Verse four. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. Watch out for people who say things directly contrary to the word of God. Like seek ye first the political kingdom and all other things shall be added. It's directly contrary to what the word of God says. All right. Now, Verse 5, for God doth know that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Watch out for people who feel they know someone. You see, God, God, God knows that the day that you eat, you, he knows God. You know that God knows this. God thinks this. Watch out for people who make you feel that they know someone. When they don't even know the person. So, I know this person. I know him. He knows that when your eyes open. When you eat, your eyes will open. And he knows this. Do you want to change my mic? Yeah. Alright. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, watch out for people who tell you. I know, I know, I know, I know. (laughs) They are probably feeding you with some poison. That is going to destroy you. All right. right. And those kind of people are, are you coming or not? Wow. I got a new mic. Okay. Now, as you can see, my microphone has been sprayed with alcohol. (laughs) Amazing days. All right. Thank you. Now, it says, what I'm saying, be careful of people who tell you, I know him, I know her, I know everything. It's not true. You know something. You can't know everything. You can't know a lot. And I found that there are people who think they know me, but they don't know me. Yes. When I start to unveil things, you, you, you'll be surprised that you thought you knew. But you don't know Nero. Verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. Alright. 
uh, and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave a right to give also to her husband with her. Like for lunch. She was serving. She said, I have lunch. Lunch is served. Lunch is served. She, she, she served him with lunch. I don't know whether it was dinner or lunch. That was the end of his life. And her husband with her. And he did eat. Alright. And the eyes of them both were opened. And they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig trees together and made themselves apron. The beginning of desolation and confusion. You are now wearing leaves as clothes. How bad can things get? Now, the seed of the serpent. What does a seed do? A seed grows into something. And creates something that did not exist before. A tree, a plant, a bush. Something. It was not there. It's the beginning of a type of life. Now, did the serpent sow a seed into Eve? The answer is yes. Wow. So are you saying that he had a baby with the serpent? (laughs) It's possible. All those are possible ideas because we don't have snakes that speak today. You get it? So equally, if a snake was speaking, it could have been having sex as well. The mouth was working. The other parts would have been working. Yes. And that he could relate with a human being. Who knows? You get it? Now, what I want you to know is that a word is a seed. A word that is spoken is a seed. Luke 8 verse 11. He says, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. So, a word is a seed. When you get a word into you, a seed has come into you. Are you with me? Yes. Yes. When a word comes into you, a seed has come into you. That's, that's, that's what Jesus said. The parable is this. The mystery is this. That the seed is the word of God. Amen. Amen. The seed is the word of God. So, the seed of the serpent is the word of the serpent into your life. And right there, a seed has been sown. Yes. So just as God sends his word and his word is a seed into your life, the serpent has a seed as well. And he put a seed into Eve and that seed has developed into something. And we are seeing this today. Matthew chapter 13 verse 24. The seed is a word. When a word comes into you, it's a seed. That's right. Yeah. A seed has come into you. 
Another parable put he forth unto them saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. Good seed. Okay? So there's good seed, that means there must be bad seeds. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. So you can see that the enemy is someone who also equally sows seeds. Yes. As God sows seeds of his word, the enemy equally sows seeds into lives. Are you with me? All right. Are you there? I hope you are all listening everywhere. Now, his enemy came, and who is the enemy? No other than the devil. Verse 26. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servant's householder came and said unto him, Sir, did thou not sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? So did you not plant a good seed? So where are these seeds coming from? Are you with me? Yes. Now verse 28. And he said unto them, An enemy has done this. An enemy. What does it mean? An enemy sows seeds. So there are enemies who sow seeds. And the enemy, our enemy, the enemy of our soul, sows seeds into our lives. Yes. And those seeds are amazing. Many, many Christians are not aware of the serpent seed in our lives. And our parents gave birth to us and have given birth to us and have given birth to us for hundreds of years. And the seed that has been sown in Eve is keeps on reaping, replanted and re-sown and replanted until we have the version that we have today of human beings. Are you there? And then the servant said, will thou go then that we gather them up? And he said, no. Lest while you gather up the tares, you root up the wheat. Let them both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather together first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. Amen. All right. Now, every seed that is sown into your life bears fruit. Okay. And the fruit comes in three stages. All fruits, all fruits come in three stages. The effect of the seed in your life. The serpent seed. I'm, I'm talking about do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil. And there's an evil that you are not aware of. And it's an evil of the serpent seed in you and in your life. Now, there are three stages in the development of the, any seed, whether it's the seed of God's word or the serpent seed in your life. Mark chapter 4, verse 26. Jesus said, so is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep. 
and rise night and day and the seed should spring and grow up and he knoweth not how. Alright? For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. First, the blade. So, stage one, the blade. Then, number two, the ear. And then, thirdly, the full corn in the ear. So, three clear stages of the development of the seed in you. First, it's in order. The blade. Second, the ear. And the third, the full corn in the ear. You see, you are not farmers, so you don't understand all this. All right? Now, the, the origins of evil. You know, why are human beings so evil? All right? And why is there evil in us? You see, in overcoming the devil and the evil, do not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. You'll find out that God himself is trying to show us the seed that has been planted in you. All right? And that you must overcome it. You must overcome. Now, let's look at phase one. The fruits of this evil seed. The bad seed in you. Okay? What are the effects of this? Genesis chapter 3. And the eyes of them both were opened. And they knew that they were naked. And they sowed fig leaves together. And I'm going to show you seven evil effects. All of them are evil. All right. And each one is something you must try to expunge out of your life. Because it's a seed that has been sown in you. And it's producing a certain effect. Are you with me? All right. And they sowed fig trees and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree? Whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat. And the man said, The woman that thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And then the Lord said, All right, Lord said to the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. The first fruit of the serpent's seed in your life Okay, is consciousness of nakedness. Wow. <laughs> yes. Wow. It's the first effect of that consciousness of body parts. Yeah. You know, if you are become very conscious of things, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> and even if you, if you look at people, 
Yes, very conscious of having a big ass. Or whatever things. Excuse my language. But I, I couldn't find any other. If I speak medical gluteus maximus, you will not understand it. Because that is a medical word. Gluteus maximus. You wouldn't understand it. <laughs> but most of you are art students. So you don't really know what these things are. But they, they never were conscious of their the, of bodies. The serpent seed had not come. So if you are very conscious when you see a man say, wow. I like his beard. I like his chest. I like his eyelashes. Hey. Pink lips. Adam's apple. Yes. There are things that you notice. Yes. And different parts. You are a man and you, you notice. When you see a lady, it's like you are very conscious of this and that and that. You know, one time I saw some missionaries, they were, they were looking for beloveds. And they were asked, what qualities? What qualities do you want? And you know, from the time they, 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 they said that till now, I've been speechless. <laughs> Which is some years ago. I, I, I couldn't say anything. But instead of giving any other qualifications of relevance, <laughs> they gave specific sizes of body parts which shows a certain consciousness of those things. I want somebody whose breasts are this size and whose waist is this size and who is like this and who is like that physical. So you realize that the, the serpent seed has entered you and it, it is developed <laughs> because it grows into something. There was nothing like that before. They never covered anything and were not aware. If you take cows or whatever, they will have... They, if, I don't know if you, you, you know what a cow... You know a cow? <laughs> they have little tails. They, they, they use the tail to swat flies. And you see female cows walking. The, the, the private part of the... It's not private. You see, the word private... <laughs> <laughs> we created it from the sea. Yes. There's a certain consciousness. But the cow is walking and completely exposed. Yes. Lift up the tail. Use it to wipe flies away. And it's not at all uh, uh, ashamed in any way. Has no concern. These are, these are animals without sin. Aware the serpent seed has come, then consciousness of so many things comes in. And sometimes you can see a very bad girl or very bad boy. You, you can sense it by 
certain specifications that they are conscious of, which people are not conscious of. Yes, so I want this. This must be of this nature, of this size, of this quality. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just telling you, you know, overcome evil. You know, there's an effect that this, it says the serpent has planted a seed in a human being which has destroyed progressively the human race. Yes. Until, you know, every film has to have somebody showing something, doing something that doesn't even come in. It's, 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 not, it's, not part of the, it's not part of the film, but they must introduce something like that. Otherwise, it's like it's not really working. It's amazing. So watch for yourself right now. We are overcoming the, uh, the consciousness of nakedness and of, you know, all these things. Because it's, it, it has modified you. That's not how God intended you to be. Man and woman were like the cows and the goats and the dogs. They were completely free and innocent. And they were not aware or conscious of so many, so many things. And that's one of the reasons why people are unfaithful. You are married to someone and you say, oh, I didn't know you, I, you know, I, I, I didn't know you were like this. I need, I need somebody who is more like this way. Oh! <laughs> it's a pity. But you realize that you have married a dangerous person who is very aware of measurements and of things which an average person would not be conscious of. And you even become frightened of, of the person. <laughs> are you there or you are leaving? Yeah. Is my message difficult for you to understand? Yeah. Yes. Number two. A consciousness of male and female. You know, Adam and Eve were happy before the serpent seed was planted into them. And they were not aware that I am a man, that I have to cover. There's something different between me and you. We're just created. But suddenly, you are a woman, and I am a man. And he became conscious of that. And you'll find that anytime you meet people who are very conscious of being women, or very conscious of being men, there is some kind of evil that is present that is not easy to quantify or even to put your finger on. But it is prejudice or it is not prejudice, it is um, the development of something, you know, some pride in we the women, we the men. You get it? And then we start setting ourselves against each other. Yes. So, you find that all these groups and groups of women, groups of men, girl group, men group, this group, that group, pitched against each other. You know, anything that is said is like, why should you depict a woman in this way? Why should you depict a man in that way? Rights of that, 
rights of that. All kinds of rights. And all kinds of factions. And all kinds of groups are created. Yes. And you find out instead of just seeing yourself as Christians. Or seeing yourself as created people. As how God made us. And it's like now, now there's no difference. But there's a difference. And then there's that. We are all the same. We are not all the same. (laughs) I mean, we are not. Yes. We are not the same. But overconsciousness of that also destroys our ability to work for the Lord. Because there are many things that a man will do or a woman will do. Sometimes a woman does it better than a man. But it's like, if you are conscious that women don't do this. Well, that's actually the, the work that the woman can do. And she can do it better. There are many women that are more technical than men. And they'll be better off doing your technical work. Some of you, your television has not worked since you bought it. And because you, you feel that it's a man's job to fix the television. But you'll be surprised that the woman is better at something like that. I, I don't know. It may be in your case. Yes. You know, or sometimes you find out that the man is better at cooking. I, I once stayed in a home where the man was far better at cooking than the, than the wife. Yes. And the man used to cook. And I used to eat. And I was very happy. Yes. I looked forward to his food. Yeah. The woman was just moving around in the house doing laundry and so on. But the real cooking was being done by the man. Why not? Yeah, So, a lot of things are happening in our lives because we are very conscious of something that was not there before. Amen. Amen. And it has created all kinds of evil. Now, I am a little reserved in what I'm saying because people like to quote you. Just take a little clip of it and say that you say this and that. But when I'm off the camera, I'll tell you freely what I'm thinking. Okay. The third effect of the serpent seed. So don't be too conscious of who is my look, by the grace of God in the ministry, I've had many women doing jobs that only men do. And men doing jobs that women do. Amazing. Amazing. And it's it's such a blessing. Yes. In this ministry I've seen men cooking you know, becoming chefs, men. When there are women there, they are cooking for the women. Amazing. And women doing jobs that only a man would do. It's a blessing. But it never occurred to me that, oh, this one is only this. It's like, look, can you do? You can do. Do. Why not? What a blessing. Number three, the tendency to hide. The Bible says that they hate themselves. Is that not so? They hid themselves in the garden. You know, God was coming and they had never hidden before. But the Bible says they hid themselves. Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. All right? So, hiding, not being open is one of the tendencies of Satan's presence and evil, the presence of evil in your life. 
I'm telling you. And you see, what I have, what I have already shared, right, you'll see that all the evil in your life comes from these things. You know, when you grow up and you're very conscious of a girl, of a female, or of a male, you, you are growing into evil. Yes. Yes. There are people who walk into churches and they start to see beautiful girls. Sometimes when people are taking the offering, you know, people are looking at the girls and choosing somebody. Yes. Who they will talk to. There are people who park their cars and wait for the girls who are coming. They they see them as objects of sexual exploitation. That's, that's, That's all that they see. So you realize that the consciousness has grown. Whereas somebody sees a human being and somebody sees a soul. Somebody sees a, a daughter. Somebody sees a sister. And somebody sees somebody to sleep with this afternoon. It's amazing. So many evils, you see, and that's why the Bible says, do not be overcome by evil. Let's not be overcome by the seed of the serpent. Now the next evil is hiding and secrets. Yes. The first thing, they have never hidden You know, they have never hidden anything. But now, there was hiding. Don't say this. Don't say that. And that's where lies come in. And you realize that almost every evil that is going to come into your life is going to come from that. You know, because we all sit in church here, but you can't tell what, where we've been, what we've been doing. No one may have an idea of who you are and much about you. It's amazing. amazing. Yeah. You are watching by television. Nobody knows who you are because you've developed so much the, the presence of evil, you know, in your life. The serpent seed has made you a liar, a hider. You are able to hide and cover and live two lives, sometimes three lives, sometimes a departmentalized life. These people know you as this. This group also knows you as this. And this group knows you as this. So that even somebody will say, the person you know is not the person I know. (laughs) They'll tell you, the the person you know, that's not the person I know. I know a different person from the one you know. Yes. Yes. The one you know is this, but the one I know is not like that. It's a different human being. Yes. And you see that anything, that's why in a relationship, as soon as there are secrets, it's secrets for for a person who doesn't have the serpent seed, you become allergic to secrets. The fact that you even have a secret, you don't like it. The fact that there's a secret the fact that there is a secret, you don't like it. It's true. But when the serpent seed is in you and it's grown, it's developed, you are very comfortable with secrets. Like you have multiple secrets. And your whole life is lived hoping no one ever finds out your secrets. And people enter marriage with such secrets. And they don't realize that they have entered marriage with an evil. With a big 
dose of the serpent seed in there and it's going to grow until the day that it explodes and then you have whatever. Yes. You know, and it fits into every area of your life. Yes. So as I'm preaching to you now, some of you are not feeling comfortable with my preaching. Yes, because you have secrets. And, and you, are, you are hiding among the trees. Yes, you want to be, look like one of the trees, but you are not a tree. You want to mix up and make things look vague so that nobody sees and nobody knows. But that's the serpent seed. And, and, you have, you, and the evil is overcoming you. And you must come out of evil. And I'm not surprised by those who've been to heaven who are telling us that in heaven, even your thoughts are broadcast. And that there's no, there's no sun in heaven. And that the, 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 the light, everything is transparent. You can see through the crystal, it's crystal glass, clear. So I'm telling you to overcome evil by coming out of your secrets. Yes. Be uncomfortable with secrets. A a good person is really traumatized by the fact that he has to start to keep secrets. Because there are things that have to be kept secret. There are things that are important to be kept. It's a good thing. I mean... Jesus said, I have things to tell you you cannot bear. So, I will not tell you now because it's not, it's not helpful. Even when uh, Jesus was asked, when are you coming? He said, no one knows the time I will come. Not even the son, but only the father. So, the father is sitting by the son, but he has kept secret the date that he is going to ask him to come. Even though they are sitting together. These are not evil secrets, but they are secrets. The Bible says that uh, uh, um, a foolish man speaks all his mind, but a wise man keeps it until afterwards. So there is a basis for good secrets, but most secrets are evil. <laughs> most secrets are evil. Yes. So the serpent seed is well germinating well in your life when your secrets are plenty. Plenty secrets that you only your last callow guarantee is that no one can find out. When you you've, you've done your calculation, this one cannot find out because this and this and this cannot reveal this. Or maybe the, there's only one person who can bring this secret out, and that person is in Alaska, and there is no way that the person or the person is dead. And there are some of us who are ha- happy to hear someone is dead because your secret has died with the person. I am telling you, if you want to overcome evil, you know, the, the, this scripture doesn't say overcome the devil, overcome evil. And Satan has planted the seed. This is Luke eight eleven. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God or the seed is the word. Something has been put into human beings and it is working. Yes. Are you there? Yes. Yes. 
number five or four or the tendency to hide tendency to keep secrets is also another point keeping of secrets or hiding they are similar number five consciousness of evil yes consciousness of evil is another sign of the presence of the devil what do I mean by consciousness of evil? You know, there are some people who will walk into this little room and immediately start pairing us up as boyfriends and girls. Ah, this one will be sleeping with this one. This one will be having something to do. That's, their minds work that way. Their minds work that way. They go into an office and they say, oh, I'm sure this man is sleeping with this, is sleeping with this. Their mind works that way. They are, they are conscious of evil. That, that, that is, and it's, it's a great sign of the presence of a serpent. The person herself may not be a fornicator, but has received so much of it, maybe from films, from whatever, but it's like a great consciousness of evil. Everybody is evil. Everything is evil. Nothing is pure. Well, the Bible says, to the pure, all things are pure. So a pure person sees pure things as pure. But an evil person who has the big presence of that evil seed, Immediately, the, I mean, the antennas go up. Yes. You know, one time my brother visited a sister in, in, his, in her house. I mean, and then when he got there, he immediately said to her, he was just, I mean, a pastor, he was just passing for something. And he, the first thing he said was, don't think, don't have any ideas. As you see that I'm here alone. She, she was shocked. Pardon? What are you saying? It was like, don't have any ideas. It was like, idea, what ideas? <laughs> but it's like, the consciousness of evil was so much in this brother that that's the only thing that occurred to me. He just said, and she didn't know what he was talking about. You know? So you need to ask yourself, how pure are your eyes? How simple are you? And it's very difficult to be with someone whose eyes are filled with evil. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There are people who even go and see a doctor and have bad thoughts. And such a person, uh, evil ideas, you, you, you don't want to, to, to meet such a person. They will, they will, before you realize, they'll be saying all sorts of things. So they, they should rather be left to die. <laughs> because they are so, have so much of the serpent seed. There are people you can't give a gift to. If you give them a gift, they feel, are you trying to buy me? Are you trying to influence me? Are you trying to, 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 to win my love? <laughs> you want me to be your girlfriend? That's why you gave me thousand CDs. Wow! The consciousness of evil is so much because they have been so contaminated. Perhaps they have encountered people that have. You can't give. There's no gift is free. No dinner is free. There's nothing like just happiness. There's no hug that is just a hug. But a hug means something. There's nothing like kindness. So, consciousness of evil. Why do I say that? Because he says, and their eyes were open and they knew good good and evil. Suddenly, they were conscious of evil, which they have never been conscious of good and evil before. But I would say their eyes were open and they saw what is good and evil. Before they, they took the seat, they didn't know the difference between good and evil. They were, everything is good. Everything is okay. Suddenly, this is bad and this is good. This is good, this is bad. This is good, this is bad. This is good, this is bad. 
But as soon as they tasted of the tree of, the, of good and evil, that evil descended. And I'm, I want to tell you, you know, decide to make yourself pure. You, you see somebody taking an offer, oh, this, they, are, this, they are after money again. That's all that they want to do. That's all that, I know them, this and that. It shows how much evil is in you. The conscious, and it is true, some people are doing the ministry just because of money. But that should not be the consciousness that you have. I, I hear people say certain prophets are false prophets. I tell you, it takes a lot for me to believe that somebody is a false prophet. It takes a lot. I actually admire most of the prophets. Yes, I admire most of them. I, I, I don't know. I look at them. They are performing their miracles. And so I pray, Lord, when will you also use me to, to do such things? That's all. I, my, a thought doesn't occur to me. This is a, this is a crook. This is a liar. This is a, a fraudster. This is that. It doesn't occur to me. To the pure, all things are pure. But how come to you? The first thing you, you, you think of when you see a man of God, he's a thief. He's trying to get money. He's doing this. He's doing that. It's because you, you are evil. You are evil. That's why evil occurs to you. You've eaten of the tree. You have received the seed of the serpent. And you are super conscious. Yes. Yes. You know, when that seed is not so much in you, things don't occur to you. You know, <laughs> certain things will not occur to you. It will never occur to you that somebody is lying. It will never occur to you that somebody can do. You, when that seed is not in you, you'll find that you are the one who, actually you can easily be betrayed. You can easily be surrounded by traitors. Wow. And they will play football around you. You never know. Because it never occurs to you. It, never, it, it can't occur to you. Certain things will not even cross your mind that this is possible. Like as I'm preaching to you, I'm looking at you. There are certain things that don't occur to me. But with a certain eye, it starts occurring to you. Is this one this? Is this that? Is this going on? Is this happening? And especially when you experience certain evils, then you become, you, 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 start, you, start, you start becoming on guard. So watch out. You, you say you may be a virgin, get married from whatever school you came from and all that. But so much pollution. You have received so many words. You have heard so many things. You don't trust anybody. You don't trust anything. Because an evil seed has been planted into you. And you are super conscious of evil. Like you have eaten the whole apple. Not just a bite. The whole apple. Yes. It's not easy to be with someone who is super conscious of evil. Everything is evil. It's, it's not easy. Then the next thing that happens is uh, when the seed of the serpent comes to you is accusations. Okay. Amen. Amen. Yes. Accusations. Mm-hmm. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? And the man said, the woman. You see, he, he, he immediately accused the woman of being the cause of his problem. Yes. And the woman also answered and accused the devil. The woman said, the serpent is the one. So, accusations 
is suddenly starting. We never had we never had anybody accusing anybody before. As I'm preaching to you, what are you accusing me of? Yes. What are you accusing me of? So, accusations start flowing. All right? And then the last one is denial of wrongdoing. Everyone denies. Once the serpent seed is in you, never admit things. Yes. Never. You know, the man never admitted. When a person is filled with a serpent seed, it will never admit things. We'll always bring in a, third, a second party and say, no, it's, 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 it's not me. That's not how it started. It started with this and that and that. Yes. It's not me. I didn't. I didn't. Look, I was tempted. I was forced. I was this, that, and that, and this, and that. I was not. I'm not into such things. I don't. I don't yes. And the woman too, she said, at all, me? At all. Look. Look, I tell you, it was the serpent. We were there. We were there. You see, but God didn't listen to all those who. The punishment he gave them, he gave them, said, yeah, you were not this. This was caused by this. Was Bam! Out. Because that's the true judgment. Only God knows the true judgment. You know, judgment must be left with God. Because people that have filled with the serpent seed, they will explain and you even wonder that you've made a mistake in the, the thing that you are bringing up. If you are experienced with catching people doing evil, you'll see that, look, you will, you will learn that it's not a nice thing. Because they will defend themselves to the point where you even feel bad. Yeah. Yes. If you don't take care, you start to feel bad that you are an accuser of, of something that if there was a video or a recording, there will be no discussion against it. Ah, no further questions. But without that, you see the explanations upon explanations upon explanations. And it shows that the evil is multiplied in you. You have killed the whole human race. That's what, that's, what, that's what Adam did. That's what they, And she was blaming the devil. But it was her fault. And God said, what is this that thou hast done? What is this that thou hast done? Look, you know, we have to overcome the evil. Amen. Stop pointing fingers. Amen. And stop blaming other people. Amen. And start taking the blame. Jesus. Yes. And say, hey, you know what? I am a sinner. You know, let me tell you, don't struggle. We are sinners. Yes. The thing eh, it is in us. This one, what I preach, everybody is in it. Some to a bit more than others. Yes. Some of some of us different things are more than others. Yes. But the truth is that that evil is in us. And we should stop blaming somebody else. The devil made me do it. The woman made me do it. And he started said, oh, the woman, take her on. Take the woman on. And he, by the way, it's the woman you gave me. Which is a subtle, indirect accusation to God. The woman whom thou gavest me to be with me. I didn't ask for her. I was okay. Are you not the one who brought this woman? Huh? So, brothers and sisters, overcome evil with good. And these seven evils 
must go out of your life. And in Genesis chapter 6, let's look at from verse 1. You see how the evil changed man. And when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, the sons of God saw the daughters that they were fair and took wives. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. There were giants in those days. And verse 5. And the Bible says, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So, brothers and sisters, it's time for us to begin to overcome the evils that are in the world. Yes, we must overcome evil. And this seven things that you overcome, alright, and put them out of your life, will put out Satan's seed, the serpent's seed, into our lives, I tell you. And that is why you don't pray to tell a lie. You are, you are lying without effort because it's, it, it has grown, it has become something. It's now part of your nature. And this is just phase one. I'm going to take you to phase two. I can't do that today. Phase two of the things that are going to grow. And then phase three. Yes. The blade and the ear and the full corn in the ear. Yes. So this is just the, 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 the initial. This, this, you see this on the first, the first day when Adam and Eve got into evil. Within a few hours, when God, the Lord God came in the cool of the day, suddenly these were the changes that had come. Man was now conscious of evil. You, you, just, you just come to a wedding and you see people chatting outside and you start thinking, ah, this one is doing this, this one. Why? You see a pastor preaching, say, ah, this one, is that, he's idle. He doesn't have anything. That's why he's become a priest. That's why he's become a pastor. You see this one, say, oh, they are all after money. They are all the same. He, evil is immediately in you. Accusating. Accusing. Accusative. Accusing. You are this. You are that. Shut up. It's something evil. It's the seed of the serpent, I tell you. That's why you can accuse. That's why you accuse a good person. An accusation is an accusation when you are accusing someone who has not done that thing, but that's what you are trying to paint him out to be. But he's not actually that. Yes. It's different from when you are doing it. Yes. When you are doing it, they are pointing it out to you. Yeah. And denying. The Bible says that a man will never agree. Adam never agreed. The prisons are filled with people who never agree that they did anything wrong. Prisons. Everybody says I didn't do it. Including Adam and Eve. And when Rick Joyner had a vision, he was explaining that the evil that was in Adam was not so great. That is why he was living to 900 years and so on. But as it has grown, because as we keep giving birth to evil people, you get what I'm saying? And then Satan keeps on speaking words into people, more seeds. Do you see? The, the, the evil is more in us. And you see, if you can't overcome the evil that is in you, the devil is having a field day. Yes, with your secrets and your hidden things. Ish. Some of you are married, your spouse doesn't know who you are. He has no idea. She has no idea. The day that he finds out who you are. You know, you can't even believe the kind of 
darkness and shadows that we love to live in. But God is telling us, let's come out. Let's, he said, if Amen. we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship. That's when we have real fellowship. Other than that, we are never really having fellowship. We are never having Let's be open. Let's be clear. What are is there? Yes. Let's be open. Let's be free and share. It is in darkness that all the evils grow. Yes, that's where it grows. It doesn't grow in the light. It grows in the dark. And John said, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. So let's come out of darkness. Amen. Even your thoughts. Sometimes you should share your, your dark thoughts. I'm having this thought about something. It's a, it's a bad thought I have. Is there something wrong with my thought? Then you share it. And it comes out. Yes. And it's like, I'm free from this, this, this thinking. Yeah. Open thoughts. You want to propose to someone. You ask yourself, is it last? You ask yourself, is it last? I feel that it is last because of this and that. It helps to bring the things out of your head. Yes. So that you are more in the light. Rather than just, I want to be in the ministry because I, I need a job. Is it a good thing? No, it's not a good thing. But bring it out. And you, you, your life changes. And the evils go out of your life. So Satan wants to have a, Satan wants to have a great, I've come to see that people who joke with these things, eh, they are destroyed. Yeah. They joke with all this. You're hiding. First thing is they hit. Then they became conscious of f- female and male. From today, eh, never be conscious. This one is fair. This one is dark. This one is blue. This one, the lips are how have you started to notice lips? Lips. You start to notice men, things about men. You sleep with men until you know the different differences between men. Hey. You, you, you realize that a certain level of evil has entered into you. You are assessing this one is like this one is like this one is this way, this one is that way. This way. You have differences between things. No. A certain seed, serpent seed. And I, when I see the seed, I think of a brown, a brown, shiny serpent who has imparted something to you. You know, Voltaire. Voltaire. The one who brought the idea. He brought the idea about God, that there is no God. And the Bible is not true. And so on. He sowed that seed in Europe. Just a word. It is a serpent seed. And that is why today we have beautiful Catholic cathedrals, Anglican cathedrals, beautiful buildings, but empty buildings. Beautiful, but empty. Yes, the seed has been sowed and has been able to wipe out the living church. Yeah. You know, you people must be careful. And I will show you, you know, how to overcome. That's why Jesus said, be careful of what you hear. Yes, be careful. Because you, you hear something, it's a seed that is sown into you. Yeah. Do you hear something about your, your body and you live your life trying to undo that thing that you've been told? Many, 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 many wickednesses and evils. So, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Let's stand to our feet and pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. Thank you for blessing us and speaking to us. Thank you that we are overcoming 
every evil in our lives with good. If you are listening to me and you want to give your life to Jesus, let us all do that actually together. Put your hand on your heart and say this prayer with me. You are going to overcome the devil in your life. Say, Jesus Christ, thank you for today. Please forgive me for my sins. I open my heart. I receive Jesus as my Savior and my Lord from today. I am set free from the power of Satan. I give my heart and I give my life to Jesus Christ, my Savior. Thank you, Father, for saving me today. In Jesus' name. Now, I want everybody to put your hand on your heart. Father, whatever seed has been sown in our lives from the serpent that has changed our nature, has changed our character, has changed something in us, has made us different from how you created us to be. Thank you from today begins the end of that serpent nature that is planted in us. Thank you for delivering and expunging that thing from our lives forever. I pray for everyone Lord, save us from lies, deceptions, hiding, consciousness of males and females and consciousness of sex and consciousness of things that you have not made us to be conscious of Lord deliver us oh Lord from accusations accusing and denying never admitting to anything and arguing forever about everything save us oh Lord from this nature this nature that has been imparted we thank you for your complete and absolute deliverance from our life for our lives in the name of Jesus I pray for every person part of this service today in Jesus name we pray amen hallelujah God bless you we are going to receive um, communion at this time and wherever you are take your uh, bread and your wine and we are going to receive holy communion amen let listen now you see now Jesus wanted to give us his nature yes take this is my body whoever eats this has a new life a new life Christianity is not a religion where you just come and obey some rules Christianity is a change in the nature and the nature of Satan that is in us as the human race you can see that apart from devils the next wicked group of people are human beings is it not true and so today as we come before the Lord's presence and before the Lord's table we are going to receive the body and the blood of Jesus Christ take your bread This is the body. Now, every nature of the devil. How many agree that the devil's nature is in human beings? Every nature of the devil cannot be in Jesus Christ. 
because Jesus did not receive the seed. When the serpent came to him in the wilderness and offered him a word, he rebutted every one of them. He said, no way. I reject it. The devil told him, fly. He said, I won't fly. Anything the devil tells you, even if it's a good thing, uh, if, if the devil tells you to feed the hungry, don't feed the hungry. If it's the devil who is telling you to feed them, I tell you, it's a bad thing. You will see that it's a bad thing there. That's why when the devil came and told Jesus, you are hungry, Charlie turned the stone into hot bread. Baguette, croissant, tea bread, sugar bread. Turn it now. Jesus said, because you are the one saying it, eh, I will never receive that seed from you. Just because it is you. And all the things he suggested to the devil were leading, the devil suggested to you, were leading to something, but it was a seed. It was a message. It was a word. It was a serpent seed. And the second Adam did not receive the serpent seed. It was the first Adam who received the serpent seed. Today, as we take up this bread, the nature of the devil, how many realize that there's more of that nature in some people than others in your life? That nature is going today by this holy communion. Father, as we partake of the body of our Savior and your Son, Jesus Christ, may the good nature of Jesus, the good character, the good temperament and attitude of Jesus Christ come into our lives. The body of Jesus Christ. now whether you like it or not you have sinned have you read it before there is none righteous the most righteous is not righteous whether you like it or not as I lift up this blood given to us by our savior father we thank you that this is now the blood of Jesus let our mistakes be blotted out all of us lord pastors, bishops no matter the title we thank you that today this blood avails for us cleanse us from our wickedness and our great mistakes we ask it and we receive the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus Now, lift your hands. Whatever virus, bacteria, spirit of death, spirit of disease, premature death, unexpected death, respiratory illness, inability to breathe, in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare that all partakers of this body and blood will never be diagnosed with this disease. In the name of Jesus. Yes, we will die, but not from coronavirus. In the name of Jesus, we declare we shall live out our full life and shall go to our graves with fresh skin and fresh flesh as young people 
even though we may be old. Thank you, Father. We receive life across the world. Divine protection. We command the coronavirus. Go back to the sea, to the deep. I speak to demons, demons of death that are roaming the earth to kill, to steal, to ravage, to destroy nations and destroy the people and destroy God's people. I say, I block you. I rebuke you. I command you. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Begin to decrease. Begin to decrease. In Jesus name. We declare Ghana free of coronavirus. We declare the whole nation completely cured of this terrible affliction. We pray for our brothers and our sisters and every nation that is afflicted. Let there be an end to this wicked thing. In the name of Jesus, we declare it is done. We say it is finished. Satan, you have lost. You wanted to kill us, but you cannot kill us. In the name of Jesus, I bind death. I bind sickness. Hospital admissions. In Jesus' name, all forms of emergencies and all terrible diagnosis and bad news is cancelled forever. In the name of Jesus, be healed, be covered, be protected, be blessed. Let the angel of the Lord stand by your side. Let there be no space at all, no gaps at all. No evil shall come nigh your dwelling place. No wicked thing shall enter your house. You are declared secure, protected. Nothing shall pass through your gates or your front door to enter your house. Your house will not be covered with obituaries or black cloth and red cloth as a sign of death. It cannot happen. It's impossible. I declare it to be so. You are crossing 70 with ease. The blessing of the Lord is upon your life. You shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord in the name of he who died on the cross and lay in the grave and rose up triumphantly after three days. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke the coronavirus. I rebuke the pandemic. I rebuke the epidemic. I rebuke the pestilence. And I say, return to where you came from in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for a full recovery for everyone under the sound of my voice. Financially, medically, spiritually, socially, maritally, we thank you for a full restoration. We accept that we shall be like them that dream when you turn our captivity around. We give you praise. We give you thanks. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You are healed. You are blessed. Your captivity is turned in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout of praise. You are overcoming the serpent seed in your life. Amen.
was I so wise in my own eyes? Now that I'm old, I wish I'd listened to the call. I wish I had said yes, but forever would not let me go. So why didn't I wanna go that far with God? So I feel I'm going to continue preaching a little. Why not? I believe that God is blessing us. Amen. And that he's showing us things to help us to overcome much evil that is in the world. Amen. So, you can tell your friends that we are still in church. Amen. Now, when you, when you go on, you see that the effect of the enemy, the serpent seed in your life, 
or in the life of Adam and Eve, you realize that evil grew. Is that not so? Evil grew. And it continued to grow till today. So, that evil that is in you and me is not the devil, but it's now part of us. That is why you are so at home when you do something bad. It's almost like you were made for badness. And when you are doing something good, there's such a struggle. Is it not true? To be holy, to be righteous, to be a good Christian. It's almost like you are pulling a horse that doesn't want to go. And you are pushing it. And your whole life is going to be like that. You think that when you get older, uh, things are going to change. But you'll be amazed that things are rather going to get, things are rather going to become a certain way. So, you must realize that this evil is part of you. Very much a part of you. So, by the time you are dying, or by the time you die, you will see a description is given to your life. Look with me in First Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 42. It's a verse that I often refer to. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. And it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. Your body is sown in dishonor. There's no one in the grave who didn't die in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. And it is raised in power. So we are going to be transformed. It is sown a natural body. And it is raised a spiritual body. So God raises you up. Changed. And that's what he says in 1 Corinthians 15. And verse uh, 52. Or verse 51. He says, Behold, I show you a mystery. Hallelujah. We shall not all sleep. We will not all remain dead. But we shall all be changed. Yes, we shall be changed. Why do you need to be changed if you are changed already? Huh? Why would you need to be changed if the change has happened already? There will be no need. It's like everything is working. Everything is good. But there's a need for a change. And that change is going to come. So that's what Paul said. Let me show you something mysterious that I know you don't know. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. We shall be changed. 
there's going to be a change. And that change has, I have not yet, even though I'm a pastor, that change has not happened in me yet. Yes. Well, when a pastor is preaching, you think he's changed. <laughs> he's controlling himself, not that he's changed. <laughs> yes, he's fighting. He's suppressing the changed body, the changed nature. The serpent seed has given birth to something different. And that seed is not a sperm, but it is the word. Now the mystery is this, that it is the word. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. Amen. Amen. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Amen. Death is swallowed up in victory. Hallelujah. Verse 55. O death, where is thy sting? And this is a scripture you will not understand until you see death close by. Then you realize that it has stung you. Yes. And you realize that a sting has happened. Amen. Are you with me? Now, what thing is that? There's a certain feeling that comes into your life when somebody close to you dies. It takes almost a year for that feeling to go off. That's the sting of death. And grave, where is thy victory? There's something that happens that makes your life change and it takes away all the victories of your life you see if I build a big church and a glorious empire I still have to leave it <laughs> you see, one day when you walk away you know, never come back again it neutralizes all achievements yes I was talking one day to someone who was a politician and he was close to a politician who was in office. But this person was sick and he was going to die. And he said to me that he realized that this politician stopped talking about his second term. Because he sensed that he was dying. So he stopped. He said that the, the difference was he never mentioned the second term. It's like all that he was achieving was just coming to an end. Yes, there was no future. And it's like it defeats you and it defeats your achievements and all that you seem to have acquired in life. That's why he says, Grave, where is your victory? Because if grave is victorious, somebody is defeated. Yes? So it's death is like a defeat. It 
neutralizes, trivializes, minimalizes, and cancels your victories on earth and defeats your achievements. It's true. So that's why I said, then he said, grave, where is thy victory? You see, in the resurrection, even though it seems that death has really neutralized and canceled out our lives at the resurrection, the things we've done for the Lord will turn out to be such a wonder. You'll be surprised. Everything, you, every glass of water you gave, you'll be surprised at how great it becomes for you. Hallelujah. So then he says, O grave, where is thy victory? Verse 56. The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. It's another mysterious verse. Verse 57. But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I've been to many funerals, different ones, not so many, but I've been to a few, quite a few. You know, if you have never had somebody close to you dying, you will understand these verses. Yes. But if you have, you'll understand it. And you'll understand that uh, there is a sense of hopelessness useless hopelessness of everything that everybody does. Do you see? Uh, that, is, that is given. I remember even uh, a great evangelist, you know, he had many great crusades and all that. And uh, as he saw that he was going to die, you know, he said uh, he didn't have anybody to give his instruments to. No, there was no evangelist who was interested in his. So even he even the, he even uh, thought of calling me to give me his instruments. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's, it's nothing. It's, it's turning into nothing. It's amazing. And that is the effect of the corruption has is so much that you can't be allowed to continue living. It has to end. Can you imagine if we were allowed to live on? Like right now, we say that Hitler has been released back to Germany. We hear, yes, Hitler is now celebrating his birthday. A lot of people are following. Stalin is also doing another revolution. Yes, he's finished his prison sentence. He's now back in town. Mussolini is back. Genghis Khan is back. Alexander the Great is back. Attila the Han is back. Uh, Julius Caesar is back. Wow. And you see, and serial killers, people who have served their life sentences, have finished serving their life, they are back in town. Yes. So with us, maybe who are not, not committed murder or committed some of these things, you get the feeling that you should be allowed to live on. Yeah. But you are just like a murderer. It will be better for things to end at a point so that you come back with a resurrected 
new body to come and perform better. Can I have an amen? Amen. Thanks be to God. Verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. You should know this verse by heart. eh? 1 Corinthians 15, 58. I learned it when I was in secondary school. I have never forgotten it. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast and movable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. That's what's not in vain. Everything else is in vain. Everything else is in vain. You can build houses. You can have cars. You know, recently I I went somewhere. I think it was a hotel. And I saw a special car park that had been made for one person who stays in that hotel. Seven cars. It's lying different types of sports cars. Yes. Amazing. Is it not amazing? What will you do with them? You can only drive one at a time. And you can only sit in one seat in one car at a time. So you see that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So one day we who unfortunately are carrying about these wretched bodies are going to put these bodies aside. Which bodies have received the serpent seed? And whose nature has been essentially changed. I want you to look at the person who is by you. The person may look really nice. And I think maybe that's why people really dress on Sundays. It's to hide. To help to give some polish. To the really wretched nature that has arrived in church. You know, I've never ceased to be surprised and shocked. Surprised, it keeps still surprising. Every nice person who has a bad behind, it it, it never. You you just keep you you know that it's the case, but it's like you are just surprised. Yes, it's it's, it's you want it to be nice, but it's always a, a disappointment. But it's like that's that's the reality. Yeah. Is amazing. So the serpent seed is a terrible, terrible thing that happened. And all of us have been changed. And before you start thinking too much about the devil, you must think about the seed of the serpent. Remember what Jesus said. If anyone come unto me, let him deny himself. You see, there's a problem with yourself. That's the first problem. The problem is yourself. Before we talk of demons, there's a big problem with yourself. Let him take up his cross and let him deny no one other than yourself. Yes. Not deny Satan. Deny yourself. And follow Jesus. So, listen. Think of yourself as Jesus Christ. You've come into the world. You've taken disciples for three and a half years. You've given them miracle after miracle. You've calmed the storms. You've walked on the water. 
You did miracles in front of them to see. And then on the last day, you think that they would have learned that they are nothing. Then you find them arguing about who is the greatest. Yes. So I said, I'll be, I'll, I've booked the, I've booked the, I've booked the right hand. I've booked the left hand. I'm this, I'm that. They're arguing, fighting. And Jesus has to teach them. This is the last teaching. Then he takes them to the last supper. As he's there, one of them is making calls to his friends who are not part of that group. They are friends. They are, they are friends. You know, a traitor is somebody who is drawn with demon horns. It's like next to a demon is a human being who is a traitor. Yes. And always has the same punishment. They say you cannot trust a traitor. One of the disciples was a traitor. The rest of them, like, like Peter, was just a big mouth who could not be dependent and who would sell Jesus to a little girl. You are not ever so sure whether to call Peter a traitor. Isn't it true? It's not so clear. Yes. He didn't take money. (laughs) Judas was paid. (laughs) Wow. But he equally acted like he didn't know Jesus at all. And you see, what Judas was doing was like, ah, you are part of the group. You are part of the meeting. Then you go away. Then what you are doing, as if you were not kissing Jesus just, just now. The one who eats, open your mouth. Jesus was, Jesus was like, no, Jesus was like this type of personal, you know, he sort of physical, like to touch you. Yeah, they were all leaning. That's why you see the last supper. You see them all leaning and touching each other. <laughs> it was this cuddly, cuddly type. So he would tell Judas, open your mouth. Ah, and he put it in. He was very personal with him. And Jesus said, when I, the one I do, that, that's, that's the one. you never believe it. you never believe it. Peter, sitting there declaring, look, others may fail you, this and that and whatever. When the time came, he said, may I say, look, he said, I, I don't know. I, I've never seen him before. I've never seen him before. Jesus was just watching him. You've not seen me before. Me, you've not seen me before. You don't know me. Thank you. Wow. And then the other disciples, when they saw Peter running, they all said, look, let me not die any foolish death. Then they just left. Yes. You know who was left? Small boy John. Somebody you can't send. Somebody you can't really use because he's so young and so small. He was the one left with Mary Magdalene. Nobody respected Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene is like she had a lot of boyfriends. So like Charlie, the respect levels were sort of low. The, the Pharisees said that if you knew the woman, it's almost like the woman's level had gone down because of the multitude of boyfriends that she had. 
He said, if you knew the woman, you would not so much as allow her to touch you. <laughs> and Jesus had, to, Jesus was left, his disciples were left with three. His mother, he had three disciples left. His mother, Mary Magdalene, and John. Three unsendable. How can you send your mother into the world to preach the gospel? <laughs> How can you send Mary Magdalene to preach the gospel? How can you send John to preach the gospel? I hear he was like 15 or 16 years old. He was in white church. So as Jesus was dying on the cross, he was looking around to see the disciples. He was left with Roman soldiers, wicked Pharisees, wicked Jews who are saying he should die and three last disciples, his mother Mary Magdalene and John and maybe one other woman, I mean you can't even count yes and then two thieves one on his right, one decided to join him but he couldn't be sent also because he was also on the cross You know, but Jesus, six weeks later, Jesus was sending these people, he was sending to the world, go ye into all the world. Six weeks, 40 days later, that was a a, a resurrection. That was a a Holy Ghost coming. Yes. Go into the world. Go into the world. This same deserters, liars, deceivers, betrayers. Hmm? Never, never despise anyone who God uses. You know, the first apostle in the world was Mary Magdalene. Yes. What is an apostle? Apostle is someone who has seen the resurrection and proclaims the resurrection of Christ. Who has seen the Lord? Paul said, have I not seen the Lord? And who proclaims the resurrection? His first apostle, he, he gave that honor to Mary Magdalene. He appeared to her in the garden. He said, you've seen me, I am the Lord. I've resurrected. Then he said, go and tell that I am risen. So she went to speak the word. To tell people. What is an apostle? If if anybody is an apostle, Mary Magdalene is an apostle. Let's be serious. She told them when the next meeting was. Where to go. So I find, look, listen. God is not sending us because we are good. The serpent seed has destroyed the nature. He has, it has made us traitors. It has made us deserters. It has made us liars. It has made us hide. It has made us conscious of things which we shouldn't be conscious of. It has destroyed our nature. So, when, so God truly at a certain point seems to overlook these things and does not seem to judge as we are judging. Because truly, all of us are corrupted badly. Badly. If Jesus would have followed some of your standards, uh, he would have had nobody. He would have had to come and restart. Come back to the Sea of Galilee and find a new set. You see, that's why sometimes people keep their old husbands and wives. Because it's like, Charlie, you're not going to find, go back to the Sea of Galilee and see if you can find a new Andrew, a new Peter, a new John. Hey! 
And before he realized, this time, three or four of them will even plan together to sell Jesus. <laughs> and that is why, indeed, you see that there is a certain understanding that you must have about the serpent seed, that the nature of a man. You know, that's why somebody describes it as it's a human institution. I mean, there's a lot of failure. There's a lot of failure everywhere. There's failure. Yeah. And as you grow, the more mature you are, the more you can understand it. Let's look at the people that were brought to Jesus in sin. The Bible says the woman of adultery in John chapter 12. John chapter 8. In John 8, verse 12, I'm the, I'm, I'm, I'm the light of the world. But all the members, one, he, they found the woman said, caught in the very That means that they waited for her to dress. Okay. They waited for her to dress. He said, dress, we are going. <laughs> yes. Dress, we are going. When they brought her to Jesus, the most mature, somebody who understands human nature. Yes. He told the woman, he told the people, you, who you know, you are pure. Take stones. Everybody take your stones. <laughs> take your stones. Those who are pure. Yes. Suddenly they said, we are going to look for stones in the house. And they all ran away. Now he turned to the woman and told her, look, don't do it again. That was it. Yes. I don't condemn you. Don't do it again. Amazing. Look at the, wo- the woman with five husbands. Yes. She came and said, you have five. And the one you are with is not. So maybe six. Yes. Five plus. Jesus said, no problem. She became the first evangelist. She went to a whole city. Preached the whole to a whole city. And brought the whole city to Jesus. So the first evangelist was a woman. And the first apostle was a woman. Because the big men, that's why I said, don't be too conscious of male and female. If a woman is going to be the man, let her do it. She should be. If a man is going to do it, let him be. So the serpent seed has destroyed. And if you joke with your nature, if you joke, you see that you go astray. Yeah. You must fear. The first seven things I've told you, fear them. Grow in your depreciating or reducing your consciousness of a male and a female in your life. Yes. Don't assess. Don't be too conscious. You are version four. You are dark and lovely. You are inside light. No, no, no. It will destroy you. Because the serpent seed is big in you. Yes. You want this type. That time. Why do people put this bright red lipstick? It's to enhance, brighten, and attract to a part. What's that? What's happening? Yes. What's happening? Amen. Are you listening? Yes. So, the serpent seed is very, very important in understanding what has happened 
and therefore how you should live. But you see, it's not easy to see the different parts of what has happened to man. The fact that man starts to hide. It, sounds, it looks like nothing. But the most evil people are the hiders. The perfect pretenders. The liars. The deceivers. The actors. The Pharisees. They are hiding what is in them. Yes. Are you an actor? Yes. And some people can act for years. Whereas a film was only one and a half hours of acting. But some people can do the acting for years. Uh, they never cut. They never stop acting. Everything is an act. Nothing is real. Is it not amazing? Yeah. And if you don't understand what I'm saying, you'll understand it. With time. You'll get it. So, may, may the serpent seed not have that destructive effect on your life. May you grow in your deep understanding. Amen. Hallelujah. And I know that God is going to bless you mightily. Hallelujah. Now turn with me to Exodus chapter 4 as we come to the end. I know that. Hmm. Are you watching? Exodus chapter 4. Now, Moses in verse 10, Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, I am not eloquent, neither here to four, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech. And he said, O Lord, send, I pray thee, by the hand of whom thou will send. All right? Then the Lord said, your brother is coming. It's not Aaron that Levi thy brother. I know that he can speak well. So God knows when you can speak well. And also he cometh forth to meet thee. And when he seeth thee, he will be glad. There are some people that are happy to see you. It's a sign of people that are important to you in your life. Being happy when somebody comes is a very important thing. You know, I want to speak to all those who are at home. When your spouse comes home, you know, <laughs> he will be glad in his heart when he sees thee. Yes, he will be glad in his heart when he sees thee. So you must be cheerful when the person you love comes home. Yes. You have to lift up your head. You have to be happy. You have to jump up. You have to hug. You have to smile. Not smiling only in church. When you see the pastor, (laughs) he looks so cheerful. But at home, it's as though you've been baptized in lemon juice and your smiles have gone out of your life. He, when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. Amen. And then, verse 15. 
And thou shalt speak unto him and put words in his mouth. And I will be with thy mouth and with his mouth. And he will teach you what you shall do. Amen. And he shall be thy spokesman to the people. And he shall be, even as he shall be to thee, instead of a mouth. And thou shalt be to him instead of God. Now, when we read this story, we get the feeling that, you know, it's like metaphorical. God, Moses was like extra humble. I can't speak. So he went and called Aaron. But I always remember that people that God, that you make more important than should be, will become a problem to you. Yes. If you make your husband more important than he should be, he will be a problem to you. If you make your wife more important than she should be, she will be a problem to you. Oh, yes. If you make your friend more important than he should be, it will be a problem to you. If you make your assistant or your associate more important than he should be, he will be a problem to you. Aaron was a problem to Moses at a point. He's the one who made the golden calf. And he's the one who criticized Moses. We don't know of, well, a few other people criticized Moses, but he was one of them who criticized Moses. Now, even though Moses managed to get God to change his mind and bring Aaron in, God never accepted Aaron and never spoke to Aaron. I don't want to speak to him. You speak to him. I don't want to speak to him. I'm not speaking to him. Let's speak to him. (laughs) God never spoke to Aaron. Go and read the whole book. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, and the Lord, Exodus 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, the first verse is, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, he never spoke to Aaron. I don't want to speak to that guy. I'll speak to you. You can talk to him, but I, I don't want to talk to him. Yeah, you brought him. Listen, God has whom he speaks to. God doesn't speak to everybody. God doesn't speak to everybody. And God has whom he has chosen to speak to. And he's not going to change his mind about that. A thousand people may be there assisting, but we have whom God speaks to. And we have to learn and respect that. And in spite of Moses trying to bring in to make a committee instead of a one-man thing, God never changed his mind and never spoke to Moses. You talk to him. Me, I'm talking to uh, You. Why? Why? Because there's a difference between Moses and Aaron. They look like a committee, but there's a difference. Uh, Moses would not make a calf. Moses would not do certain things. Yes, no matter the pressure that he was under, there's a difference between Moses and Aaron. There's a difference that God saw. Even though he was better suited for public speaking and he looked nicer to people and he could speak better, there was, a, there was something that God saw in Moses that he did not want to have anything to do with Aaron. I don't know why. He never spoke to Aaron. They decorated him as a priest and everything, but God never spoke to him. And even when God was finished with Moses, this didn't want to speak to him. I'll speak to Joshua. <laughs> Men appointed is different from God appointed. Yes. May you be God chosen. May God choose you himself and make you his special servant. 
Is that exciting? Yes. Amen. Verse 19. And the Lord said unto Moses, Return to Egypt, for all the men are dead which sought thy life. There are certain aspects of your ministry and calling that will not start till some people die. It says, Go and return to Egypt, for all the men which sought thy life are dead. Yes. They are dead, so now you can start your ministry. So, the death of a man of God, or the death of any of God's servants, is never insignificant. Even when Moses died, that was when he said, Moses, thy servant, is dead. Therefore, arise, God spoke to Joshua. So, this, the death of Reinhard Bonke, the death of anybody, is never insignificant. Yes. So, when those people died, then Moses' ministry started. I'm not saying somebody has to die before your ministry starts, but I'm just telling you that death is not a small thing. Amen? And then, this verse, in verse 23, are you with me? Yes. Yes. Verse 23. And I say unto thee, let my son go, that he may serve me. If thou refuse to let him go, I will slay thy son. Now, serving God, many people think that it's an option. Oh, I'll serve him if I want to. But I want you to see God's attitude about serving him. Let my son go and let him serve me. Otherwise, I will kill your son. If you don't let my son go, I'll kill your son. You don't want my son to serve me, I'll also kill your son. Hey. You know, if you knew this scripture, you'll be afraid to ever prevent someone from serving God. Yes. If your daughter wants to serve the Lord, if your son wants to serve the Lord, and you do some tricks so that he trips and is not able to serve the Lord, you better be careful, eh? When God wants somebody, he really wants the person. Let my son go. Let my son go. If you don't let my son go, if you don't let my son serve me, if you don't let my daughter serve me, I'll kill your, ch- your children. Be careful. You know, those of you who think that serving God is optional, as you can do whenever you want to, it's not. When God is calling you, you better allow him his way with you. You know, Derek Prince said when he was a, a soldier in uh, or he was in India, his father was a soldier, and there was the viceroy, which is like the governor. He called for one general or something to come to him. And the, and the guy said he was, he, he, it was an invitation. He said, come for a dinner on this day. And he didn't go. And he said, oh, he, 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 he didn't want to go. He didn't feel like going. It was a big thing. The guy almost lost his command or he lost his command. He said, I, I thought it was an invitation. He said, no, an invitation is a command. In the military, when you get an invitation, you should not misunderstand the invitation. The invitation is a command. So when God is inviting you, it, it, it may sound polite. How many would like to serve the Lord? 
How many, how many want to go all the way for Jesus? <laughs> don't misunderstand. He said, if you don't let my son go, I will kill your son. Wow. Are you there? Are you still around or you are leaving? So, no one should take this as an option. And then, in verse 24, are you still with me? Are you still watching? Are there still people watching me? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now I'm going into marriage now. Are you, are you with me? Are you sure you want to hear something about marriage? Verse 25. Then Zipporah. Verse 24. And then it came to pass by the way in the inn that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. Sought to kill Moses. Then Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son. And cast it at his feet and, sure, and said, Surely a bloody husband art thou to me. So he let him go and she said, A bloody husband thou art because of the circumcision. Verse 27. And the Lord said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. And he went and met him in the mount of God and kissed him. I told you he was very happy. He will be glad to see you. So gladness is manifested in kissing. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you. Now... <laughs> Watch something. Are you watching me? Because we are, we are going to be ending in a moment. Now, it looks like marriage seems to remove from almost anybody the serpent seed in man. If I go to phase two on the serpent seed, you will see other things coming in. One of them is pride. Now look at how Zipporah spoke to her husband. She called him a bloody husband. I was thinking about Moses, such a great man. Look at what somebody is saying to him in the house. You are a bloody husband. She called him that twice. Yes, bloody husband. Huh? You bloody husband. Bloody fool. <laughs> hey! This is why Jesus didn't marry and Moses, uh, Paul didn't marry. Because if Jesus had married, somebody would have tell you bloody Jesus. Yes. A bloody husband because you've gone on the cross to die. She, she may have been standing at the bottom of the cross and said, you, 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 you have caused it. As you are dead, who's going to lose? Who's going to pay the school fees for your children? <laughs> should have been calling him bloody there was no prophet as great as Moses the signs and wonders and the plagues that came on Egypt and this woman can talk to him and say you bloody husband so, so he let him go and she said you're a bloody husband thou art because of the circumcision so I want to speak to all watching Spouses, if you are married to a pastor, be careful. You, you see, the, the, the serpent seed, before you realize you are equal to Moses. Zipporah, who, who, I mean, where do you come from? You are, you, are, you are a Midianite. You are a Midianite. You don't come in at all. Yeah. You don't come in at all. He's rather married you, defended you. I mean, you were just collecting water. 
with goats and other things. Now you have become Moses' wife. Hey! And look at what you are saying. A bloody husband. Is it nice? Is it, do, you, do you think it's a nice way of talking to Moses? Yeah. No fine. Tell somebody, no fine at all. You know? So, um, I believe that all these, you can see the serpent seed. Like, no, then you are proud. No equalization. No, there's something different has come. Is it not amazing? So sometimes if you love somebody, you don't have to marry the person. Because when you marry the person, the person will vaunt and become and develop a haughty spirit. Yeah. And the person that you love is the person you shouldn't marry because you harm the person. The person will turn into a zipporah. You call him a bloody this, bloody that, damn fool, stupid man. Nobody will tell you what I'm telling you. I'm the only one who can say these things. Nonsense. People don't know who you really are. <laughs> that you're actually a bloody husband. The great prophet who is about to bring the plagues and is about to bring Egypt to his knees. Yes. Just as he's going on his calling, this is what he's told. He starts in, in chapter 5. He, he, he starts to speak. He goes to his calling. In chapter 5 verse 1. And this is the last verses of chapter 4. And this is what his wife tells him as he's going to his calling. Is it nice? I don't think it's the best. Hmm? It's not nice at all. May God deliver us from the seed of the serpent. Father, thank you for all those who are watching. May you bless us with a good spirit. And may we be delivered from the seed of the serpent whatever pride and greatness that comes with it. We thank you for your deliverance. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll give you one more song and then we'll be out of here. Let's welcome our sister, Jolin. It's about my beloved, he is so special. Can I tell you what's happening in my life? I'm in love and I think I'm gonna get married. I'm sure you're thinking, ooh. Oh, this is so good to hear. Love is strong as death Many waters cannot quench it True love is strong as death The floods cannot drown it Whatever God does It shall be forever Love is strong as death It shall be forever Beloved is such a nice guy So sweet, so gentle He is so kind I can't believe God will give me someone so good 
never had so much love and attention. I'm sure you're thinking, ooh, oh, this is so good to hear. Love is strongest there. Many waters cannot quench it. True love is strongest there. The floods cannot drown it. Whatever God does, it shall be forever. Love is strongest there. It shall be forever. I want you all to pray for me. I hope my beloved will not change. I've heard many things, many things about marriage. Oh, can such love turn into bitterness? And I am praying. waters cannot quench it. May our love be strong as death, so the floods cannot drown it. Whatever God does, it shall be forever. Love is strong as death, it shall be forever. So I've been praying about my relationship and I'm sure you're praying about yours too I'm having counseling I'm soaking in the word of God building a good foundation may our love be strong as that so many waters cannot quench it May our love be strong as death, so the floods cannot drown it. Whatever God does, it shall be forever. Love is strong as death, so it will be forever. May our love be strong as death, it will be forever. May our love be strong as death. So it will be forever. God bless you for listening to this podcast. Visit daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.